One moment you are gliding along, the next minute you are standing in the rain, watching your life fall apart. In 1998, Tanya French was a happy wife and mother of three, enjoying life along the coast of Australia when suddenly and tragically her husband Mark took his own life, sending her world into total shockwaves. In part two of my suicide awareness series, Tanya French and I will come together to discuss her life-changing book, Petal, The Other Side of Suicide. This episode will be featured as a primetime edition at 9 o'clock p.m. on Saturday, June 13th via Facebook Live. One moment you are gliding along. The next minute you are standing in the rain, watching your life fall apart. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this evening. Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast. And my name is LaToya Sanders, and I am the host of the podcast, Speaking of Love. This is my primetime edition. I usually record every Saturday at 12 o'clock noon. But today, we are featuring a guest all the way from Australia. So right now in Australia, it's 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. So they are 12 hours behind us. So that's the reason for the primetime edition today. I am super excited to bring to my platform today, Miss Tanya French. Tanya French is the author of an amazing book, a life-changing book. The book is entitled Petal, The Other Side of Suicide. Thank you so much for being here today, Tanya. How are you today? Thank you for having me, Latoya. I'm really good today. Yes, it's Sunday morning here in the southwest of Western Australia. Oh my goodness. That's wonderful. What is the weather like there? It's a little bit cool. I think we're going to get a little bit of rain today. Um, Yes, as I said earlier, we've just finished rounding up the calves from their mum to tag their ears. So we've got a big day ahead of us. Oh, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. I discovered you, Tanya. Uh, My father, as we all know, he passed away on March 2nd. Uh, He passed away from suicide. He was involved in a murder-suicide back on March 2nd. And I was in bed one night and I needed something to take my mind off of the tragedy at hand. And I discovered your book on Amazon and the book is entitled Petal, The Other Side of Suicide. So I reached out to you and I am so happy that you're here to talk about your experience. And your husband, Mark, unfortunately passed away by way of suicide. And you've written this life-changing book about your experience as a wife, losing your husband and your daughter. So I'm just so happy that you're here today. And I just wanna start out by Telling me a little bit about Mark and who he was and how the two of you met. Mark, yeah, he had a very large personality, very, very outgoing, funny, funny as. Um, He was just full of life and energy and really, really smart. Um, Loved his trade, loved his family and just everyone loved him back. He was just a full on personality. How long were the two of you married? Um, I think it was just over 10 years. 
Okay. We were together for probably about 12. And what was his personality like? Full on. Everybody loved him. He's just one of those, he was like a magnet, you know, he just, people just were drawn to him. Um, and he just got on with everybody. He was never really angry at people. He, oh, he could get cranky, um, but he was a gentle, gentle person um, and just lovable. Everybody loved him. Yes, I can sense the love. You know, when I was reading the book and you talked about in the beginning how the two of you were uh, at a, a couple's house, like I guess they were your friends and you were visiting another couple and his energy was a little off one night, like when the two of you were together. So prior to his passing, were there any warning signs that he wasn't happy? Um, I guess we had probably about a two week window where he was starting to show signs that he really wasn't himself. We lived a really, really busy lifestyle, running an international golf course construction and maintenance business and a lot of staff. So we were always on the go, very busy, but he, he didn't seem himself and he made a couple of comments that were really out of his personality. The first one was, I think I feel like you felt once, which meant he felt depressed because he was pointing out the fact that I actually went through depression after I had my tubes tied. And, um, that's what he was indicating. He couldn't even say the word depression because it wasn't in his personality. Um, but we talked about going to the doctor and he just kind of nodded and said, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And of course we went on with our life as busy as it was. And the next indicator was just randomly, he said, have you ever felt like throwing yourself under a bus? And I said, no, are you okay? Let's, let's go, did you book the appointment for the doctor and he said oh yeah yeah I will I will and of course he never did so they were the only two indicators um, during that two weeks except for the last night that we spent together he was totally not himself and he he had about I think we had about six other friends with us and they all noticed that he just wasn't himself um, and then it was too late he was gone the next day Yes, I know from reading your book that the night before he took his life, the two of you had an encounter where it was almost bedtime and his behavior was a little unusual for you. So in reading that. Very erratic. He totally was not himself. And I, I really believe that he was struggling because he didn't understand where this anger and this different personality almost was coming from and I looking back now obviously not at the time but it's it's like I understand he the the feeling of depression and not knowing what to do about it was a completely alien to him because that was not his personality he was full-on but then sometimes I think those those are the sort of people that we do need to keep our eye on yeah. the Robin of the world, you know, the funny people, the always making jokes, always laughing, happy life of the party. They are the ones that we really need to look out for. Yes, yeah, someone told me recently that because my father was the same way, he joked mm. all the time, you never knew that anything was bothering him. And I've been told that people who have that 
comedic sense of humor, those are the people who use comedy as a cover up for a lot of their pain. Yeah. Yeah. Totally so, agree. So the day of his passing, can you describe what that day was like and what the circumstances were? Well, the day was probably the absolutely worst day of my life and, and my family. And I still get a shake in my voice these days, even talking about it 22 years later. But um, he obviously had been not himself two weeks prior, the night before he died. Um, but he just disappeared. He took himself out onto an open golf course site. I hadn't heard from him all day. He was supposed to relieve my friends and babysitters who were looking after my youngest, um, Zoe. And we'd had phone contact all day and I didn't know why and what was going on. But And I didn't know anything until I drove myself home from work and my son and um, there was a police car at the front of our house. So my initial thoughts were, I looked at my son and thought, what have you been up to? Are you in trouble? Mm -hmm. No, they were there to tell me that Mark was deceased. Wow. So not the best day ever. Of course. And you know, Tanya, you have written such a life-changing book because for me, losing my father by suicide, it helped me feel more connected to the world because when it first happens, you kind of feel like you're all alone. But in your book, I found comfort and solace knowing that I wasn't alone. So I wanna ask you, what inspired you to write such a wonderful book? And you're so open in it. <laughs> Very open. It's called Bearing Your Soul to the World. Um, I did a course oh, about 18 years ago. Um, it was at the Centre of Alignment, um, a little establishment in a suburb in Perth. And it was over a two weekend um, period where there was about a dozen people that went with all, all sorts of issues, all trying to get different healing for certain things. And there was actually a couple of guys there that had been suicidal. And they were able to see the other side of suicide, as in listen to me and hear and see the damage that you will do to those that you leave behind. So out of the course came, apart from being able to help those two guys, uh, one of the facilitators suggested to me, have you ever thought about writing about your experience? Um, it will not only be cathartic, for me, she suggested, um, but you may be able to help other people. So that's where the seed was planted. I never thought I would actually complete it, but I thought I would write it and help myself. But thankfully, um, I got it over the line. And yes, it is helping people and it just totally fills my soul cup. So how long did it take you to write this book? Well, I wasn't writing every day. I would start writing and then notes and then eventually got to the computer, created it, formatted it to look at it, look like a book page. And that got me a bit excited. So I kept writing and then, <clears throat> then I would throw it in the corner or you get writer's block. Or, and then I joined um, an, actually an American publishing company 
and then began the frustrations of publication. So it was a really difficult process and I eventually got rid of them and got an Australian um, publisher um, and continued on. So the title of the book is Petal, The Other Side of mm. Suicide. And for our Facebook viewers today, we're talking to Tanya French. She has written the book, Petal, The Other Side of Suicide. It's available on Amazon. And she's here today to talk about her life-changing book. And Tanya, you came up with the name of the book, Petal, because I understand that's what Mark used to call you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, he was really good at giving people um, nicknames, we call them here in Australia. Um, so mine was Paddle. Um, he gave his daughter Zoe an amazing name, and we still use it, but he used to call her Tubli Mook, but we call her Tubby for short. But yes, yeah, so Mark used to call me Petal, never shortened it to Pet or anything like that. I probably wouldn't have liked it, but yeah, Petal was a very... Um, it was a sweet, gentle name that he gave me. And was there any significance behind it? Was he saying that you like smell sweet like a, a petal flower? <laughs> he used to say a few things like that, but not often. But it, just, it was just one of these random names that he plucked out of the air. Oh, okay. um, we used to laugh at Mark because we used to say he had his own dictionary. He, he'd create words. Um, that, that were not in the dictionary. So yeah, it was very funny like that. So through this whole process, what did you learn <clears throat> about yourself, Tanya, going through the grief of losing your husband, trying to raise Zoe because she was very young when this happened. I think she was eight years old, I read. Yeah. So yeah. what did you learn about yourself during this whole process and transition? Um, well, I learned that I had strengths inside of me that I didn't imagine I would ever have, but I think that strength comes from having a fabulous family around you. And um, yeah, I just learned that you can go on, you can keep stand up. You know, if you fall down, you stand up, you fall down again, you get up and you stand up again and you strive to heal all of those little little parts that are still hurting even you know two three years later there's there'll be something that will pop up and it will trigger that sadness again so mm -hmm. I've certainly learned about strength and tenacity. Now are you still close with your husband Mark's family? Um, pretty much yeah they're all in a different state to me but we all stay in touch and for Mark's memory I think that's that's fabulous like we just had the Last Sunday was the 22nd anniversary of losing Mark. Um, so we usually do a little post on Facebook and we all stay in touch. Um, it's just nice to remember him and the funny things he did and the smart things he did, occasionally the silly things he did. But, um, yeah, we stay in touch very much so. So, Tanya, what is the most important part of the book? I know you talk a lot about your marriage to Mark and the different experiences you've had. Then you also talk about the grieving process, the healing process. You even offer tips and pointers for people to help them mm -hmm. get through what you've gone through. So what, are you, what would you consider the most important part of Petal? 
I think probably the most important part, apart from the, um, the resources in it, I think the fact that people that experience the same experience as myself and my family, I think just to know that you, you're not the only one that's going to feel this pain. To be able to share my pain um, with others and to also share that they will get through it. You know, you, you have scars inside for the rest of your life, but they will get through it. And just by sharing my story as raw as it is, I think being that raw makes it a little bit more powerful to actually reach people and it, it obviously evokes emotion and I think that's probably a good thing. But the main thing is to know that you've, you're going to experience what I have, just know you'll get, you'll get through it. You will. It'll be a long road, but you'll get through it. And at this time, I want to offer our viewers here on our Facebook Live page. If you have a question for Tanya French, please type in your question and we will work to get that answered for you. We have Tanya French here from Australia, and she's here today to talk about her amazing book, her life-changing book called Petal, The Other Side of Suicide. Tanya's husband passed away by suicide about 22 years ago, and she's written a phenomenal book. I have read the book because I have experienced, unfortunately, uh, losing my father from suicide. And I wanted to bring her here to this platform to help all of us because depression is really a big phenomenon here in the United States. Is that something that you see often where you are, Tanya? It certainly is, Latoya. It's, um, it's, the statistics are terrible and no matter how hard we try, the numbers don't seem to change. And I think in what's going on in the world at the moment, it's very worrying because it's going to affect more people. Um, the depression rate's obviously going to be higher, but yeah, we just all need to encourage each other to talk, to reach out. Um, don't think you're alone because you're not. It's a big wide world and we can connect. I mean, we can, can connect amazingly these days through what we're doing right now, but people need to know that not to be afraid, that they, you, know, you don't have to walk this life alone. Reach out always, don't be afraid. And we need to also get rid of the stigma behind depression, mental, mental um, illnesses. Mm -hmm. So the stigma of attempting suicide and the other stigma uh, I need to try and help remove is the fact that those that have lost someone to suicide tend to get stigmatized as well. You know, Tanya, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I had someone who reached out to me this past week and they said, well, you know, I know your father has passed away and you're talking about him a lot and you're talking about suicide. You know, these are really sad stories and you have to be careful about publicizing this. You know, we want to hear happy stories, but I agree with what you're saying we really need to shed light on suicide. Suicide is a real issue. It's a real problem in our country, in your country, all around globally. People are, are committing suicide at astronomical rates. And I wanna bring awareness to it because I am 44 years old and I never thought that someone that I love so close to me 
would commit suicide. I didn't even realize it was this serious of a problem until it happened to me. So my purpose, my aim, my goal, and my mission today is to raise awareness so that people can be aware and not get hit with a brick wall like I did and not know that it was this much of a problem. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. And it, there are still people that will say, no, we, we can't talk about it. That's a sad story. We don't, you know, but you have to talk about it. You have to because that's the only way that we're going to have any success whatsoever in reducing the statistics. Yes, it's a very sad topic, but it's a very real topic. It's reality. And so many mm. people are dealing with it. I, I belong to a suicide awareness group and there are 43,000 people in this group. And all of us have lost someone that's very, very close to us. So Tanya, what advice would you give? What's the best advice that you could give to someone who has suffered the loss of a loved one by suicide? Best advice is don't give up on your friends. Never think that they're going to get tired of listening to your grief and watching you cry and wanting to talk about it and wanting to try and understand all the whys. Never give up on your friends and always keep reaching out to them because I thought like that. I thought, oh, my God, they must be so sick of me. Um, you know, me and my black cloud and in my wandering around in my fog. Um, but no, you'll find that your friends are just, they're there. So don't give up on them. Always reach out to them. And not just friends, you know, you, you'll find that people that you didn't know were amazing. They're, they're the ones, they can st still be there and listen to you as well. So just always open up about it. Say how you feel. Yes. You know, Tanya, as I sit here and I look at you, you're so beautiful. You're very, very smart and you're, you're wise and intelligent and you have all of these wonderful characteristics about yourself. And I'm just wondering, where did that strength come from? Like, how did you get to be who you are today after suffering such a tragic loss? I think it's life. <laughs> life um, teaches you so many things about you know, good ups and really shitty downs. And yeah, it's just life makes you who you are. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's not so good. But yeah, you just have to take life as it is handed out to you and do the best you can with it and always be kind. Yes, that's good advice. Always be kind. Tanya, we're talking about your book today, Petal, The Other Side <clears throat> of Suicide. It's available on Amazon for any of our viewers who may be interested in purchasing a copy of it. It's called Petal, The Other Side of Suicide. Tanya's here today to talk about her book. Have you written any other books, Tanya? No, I haven't. Although my dad used to say when I write a letter that it's like a short story anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I do think I have another another book in me. Um, I want to try and make this one really funny instead of really, really sad. Um, even though I think the pedal um, has some funny bits in there, like growing up throughout my childhood and stuff, but um, I, I think I will write another one. I've, and I've thought of the title... Um, uh, how not to get run over in car parks. 
and other funny stories because I did actually run over a guy in a car park day who was laying down fixing his car and I actually drove over his leg. So I think I'm going to try and find some really, really funny stories and create a new book. Wow. Well, I will be the first in line to purchase it. I just, I love your style of writing and you were very honest and frank and your emotions were very raw in the book. And it just helped me feel such a connection to you. I felt like I was, a lot of parts were very similar in the book. When you talked about your husband's personality, he was always the life of the party and very smart and charismatic. And those were the characteristics that my dad had. He was just the life of the party. And when I listened to your descriptions of your husband, Mark, I felt, I thought, wow, this sounds a lot like my dad and just your strength. I admire the strength that you have carried throughout the entire book and you didn't let it fold you at all. And, and on those days when I'm feeling weak inside or like I can't go forward, I think about your words and it helps me go forward. So just know that in writing this book, if I'm the only person that has felt a connection to you, your, your writing wasn't in vain. You did an amazing job presenting this book. And I know that there are people all around the world. Here I am in the US, you're over in Australia and I, you have connected to my heart from such a far distance. And I love you and I appreciate you for that. So thank you for writing this book. It really means a lot. That was the, the reason for writing. So thank you, Latoya. My job is done. Even if it's one person that I've helped, that's the whole reason for writing. So, yeah, you've warmed my heart with your words. Thank you so much. Well, you know, I'm not the only one, though, because I've read your reviews on Amazon, and this is a five-star rated book. So you are impacting people across the world, and it's just a beautiful thing to be able to open up and share your life with all of us in such a a frank and honest way. And we appreciate that. Thank you. I do have some more questions for you. What legacy are you creating for your life? Like, what do you want people to remember you as? Um, I just want people to remember me as, I'm just a, a simple person, you know? I, I like simple things in life and for me, it's really important to, to know, you know, when I'm gone and I'm looking down on people, um, just to know that I've made a difference uh, in the world and in people's lives, that I've been able to help somebody get through a certain stage of grief, and there's, there's seven of them. So just to know that I've, I've left something behind that will get passed around from hand to hand or these days from... Kindle to Kindle, um, and to know that there are, there will, there'll be someone in some country somewhere that I may have helped by bearing my soul and sharing my story. So, and to, to hopefully make a change to those terrible statistics of suicide, um, and just yeah, share my story and know that you have to keep reaching out to people on both sides of suicide. Yes, that's so important. You just mentioned the seven stages of grief. Can you talk to us a little bit about what those seven stages are? Oh, they're all, all listed in the book there, but yeah, they, they go from um, disbelief right through to angry, a, a myriad of them, but not everyone experiences all of them. 
but I think I pretty much did. And I think I actually went through it several times um, because of, you know, what was found out after Mark died. But um, <clears throat> not everyone grieves the same. Everybody's different. Everyone's strengths are different. Um, yeah, but they're, they're certainly listed in the book so that people can understand why am I feeling like this? And then two weeks later, why am I feeling like that? So, yeah, there are lots of different areas of grief that you will go through. Yes, there are. <clears throat> yes, there are. And I don't know at what point if they end, if there is a time frame, but like you've just said, every person is different and you just never mm. know how it's going to affect or impact you. So today for our listening audience, is different. yes, yes. Today for our listening audience, we are talking to Tanya French. She has written an amazing book. The book is called Petal, The Other Side of Suicide. And what I would like to do for our Facebook viewers here, if you could please send me a private message, if you're interested in getting uh, the e-copy of her book, I will provide you with that. So if you could please send me a direct message with your email address, I will make sure that I purchase a copy for you and you have to have the Kindle app in order to download it to your device. And I would like to do that for my listeners and for my audience here today. And also to, as a way of supporting Tanya with this life-changing book. Tanya, can you hear yeah. me? Oh, sorry. Okay. Yes. It kind of froze for a second. I don't know. So Tanya, mm -hmm. I know you talked about your daughter Zoe a lot. Uh, how is Zoe doing through all of this after everything's over? Zoe is amazing. She she has all of her dad's fabulous personality. Um, she's just a go-getter. She's a strong little tubby, as we call her. Um, yeah, she's doing really well in life and work, and uh, I'm really, really proud of her. And so would Mark be. Wonderful. Well, Tanya, um, how do we reach out to you? Do you have a Facebook page or a website? Yes, I have a website of which I'm getting some getting a techno head together, and I've just uploaded all of the um, reviews onto my website. So you can contact me through there. You can contact me on. Um, Tanya French author on Facebook, or I'm on Instagram. Um, yes, so reach out anyway, and I'll I'll be right there. I'll be I'll message you back or come back to you as soon as I can. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about or that you would like to say to our audience before we conclude? Just be kind and don't be afraid to ask for help. If you're feeling depressed or suicidal, reach out, keep reaching out always. But also if you're affected from suicide by losing someone to suicide, also reach out and talk to people and look for groups that can help you. Um, never stop trying to heal yourself. Um, but you will get you will get through the pain as I did. There will be scars left. I still bear them, but um, you'll get through it. And I'm here to help. Well, thank you, Tanya. I really appreciate you being here again. Your book is amazing. It's really helped 
and it's a life-changing book. I encourage all of my viewers here, Petal, The Other Side of Suicide. If you send me a direct message, I will make sure that I get a copy of it for you as well. So thank you, Tanya, for being here. I really appreciate you. Uh, enjoy your Sunday. It's still Saturday night here in yeah. Michigan where I am. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. And this concludes our eighth episode of Speaking of Love, the podcast. And I will be back here next Saturday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time with a guest. So thank you all so much for tuning in. And thank you again, Tanya. I bow to your excellence. Oh, thank you so much, Latoya. Lovely chatting with you. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. We'll be, we will be connected for the rest of our lives. Yes, we will. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.